This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Jonas. This is episode 96 so we're rapidly approaching the magical 100th episode. That'll be in the next couple of weeks but this is episode 96 and I've got a special guest uh, that I'll be introducing very very soon. Uh, This episode is quite an important episode. It's going to be covering quite a few important topics especially if you're a WWE or an NXT fan. We're going to be looking at the Royal Rumble which takes place in a couple of days time and uh, we're going to be covering Worlds Collide as well. Between all of that, we're going to be looking at this week's NXT on the USA Network and AEW Dynamite, uh, which was on the, uh, the Norwegian Pearl out in the Bahamas lucky people if you're on that ship um, I know one or two people that were and we'll talk about that a bit later on but uh, we've got a lot to talk about just one plug I want to throw out there before I, I introduce my special guest today and that's to go and visit our website wrestlingwithjohners.com where you can find links to all of our social media pages uh, our full archive of podcasts interviews vlogs articles from our team of writers daily news updates on this wonderful world of professional wrestling and so much more so go and check it out that's wrestlingwithjohners.com it's uh, wrestling with Jonas all in one place uh, and now that leads me brilliantly to introduce my special guest for this episode of wrestling with Jonas and I want to introduce uh, Rob from the Bob Culture podcast so Rob uh, good evening where you are it's, it's kind of early hours of the morning over here in the UK uh, but uh, good evening uh, where you are in in the states uh, how are uh, you Rob I'm great man and thank you Jonas for having me on the show I'm a big fan of your show uh, your website's also fantastic you, you guys do a great job uh, as far as your coverage especially with the match coverage I listened to recently your um, UK NXT Blackpool review that was yeah. fantastic you guys are calling all the spots it's a great show so I, I'm honored to be here uh, featured on yeah. your show man I'm, I'm a huge fan. Oh, thank you very much. Well, I've become a bit of a fan of yours. I've caught up with uh, quite a few of your podcasts, but uh, thank you for agreeing to be a guest on on this very important episode. So we've got a lot to cover then, Rob. Uh, but before we do, um, one thing I'd like to do when we have a new guest on that we haven't had before is to get a little bit, uh, get to know uh, a bit more about our guest and to get a bit to know a bit more about you then, Rob. Uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, your podcast. I mentioned earlier it was the Bob Culture podcast uh so uh, how long have you been podcasting for how did you come up with a name for your podcast and and kind of tell us about some of the features and some of the cool stuff that you're doing on your podcast currently uh well thank you so much man uh, basically yeah the bob culture podcast it's been a pop culture show that kind of evolved into a, a very wrestle heavy show but we do a lot of pop culture stuff film reviews as well um, it's been great experience, you know, connecting with a lot of great podcasters like yourself, uh, the Queen of NE, uh, yeah. a bunch of great people, just this great uh, Twitter wrestling community that makes stuff like this possible. But I've been doing it for about two and a half years. Long story short, uh, I had been a guest on a lot of podcasts, being in a band, being a drummer, first and foremost, uh, not really in front of the microphone as much. Uh, a lot of people had encouraged me along the way to do a podcast. I had been working on a website, which was very, very difficult and hard, and I know nothing about 
programming or anything like that and just getting in front of a mic and I have some great people with me, guys and gals who know their wrestling, they know their movie trivia and just have great personalities. These guys carry me. That has turned into some great shows with great reviews, pay-per-view predictions. We have had, you know, here come the name drops. We have had the likes of Jake the Snake, Jim Ross, Velvet Sky, Summer Ray. We've even had a Ghostbuster, which for me is like amazing. I love the Ghostbusters, Ernie Hudson. Uh, we got to cover all these cons and wrestling cons and horror cons and events. And it's really turned into something and just just a great, positive, creative outlet uh, where I can connect with people like you, man. It's It's been fantastic. And then the name comes from, uh, you know, you take pop culture. And my buddy, uh, Mike Vacchiano, we call him the Human Re- Wrestling Encyclopedia, came up with the name The Bob Culture Podcast. So, uh, awesome. yeah, it's pretty cool, man. I, I dig it. And where can my listeners uh, find you? I'm guessing you're available on all popular podcast platforms. But uh, do you have any platforms that you uh, like to use in particular? Where can we find you? Uh, where can we find your podcast? Yeah, man. So shameless promo here, but I got to go bobculture.podbean.com. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, um, iHeart podcast uh, we're all over the place you can follow me at bob culture pod on twitter uh, which is again i keep saying it's just a great wrestling community where all of us fans connect and all of us great podcasters connect uh, so make sure you follow me follow johnners follow the queen um, and yeah just great wrestling discussion all week Oh, indeed, indeed. And one one uh, name that you didn't mention there, one person that you have had the pleasure of yeah. interviewing. Now, we spoke about this off air, uh, but this is probably the, the biggest name drop of all then, Rob, is yeah. you've had the pleasure, you've had the honour of interviewing Kurt Angle. So tell us about that interaction, how it all came about. Tell us about uh, your interview with Kurt Angle. It, 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 like you say, it's, it's a current signed WWE performer um, it, which is very very hard to come by when you're an independent podcaster like us usually we can get hold of uh, retired wrestlers or independent wrestlers but yeah. somebody signed to the WWE is, is a little more complicated but you manage it yes I did and, and there's a lot of luck and I, I thank uh, Mr. Angle for his time he was fantastic long story short my goal this year um, I had spoken to Chris Van Vliet who we know does all the wrestling interviews he's great and I had him on he was fantastic and he has the quote, uh, I think vague goals yield vague results. Uh, and he, it was all about setting goals for yourself. So my goal this year was to interview a contracted WWE superstar, which I have covered events with them and, and cons with them. But it's always very hard to get an interview with someone yeah. who's under contract, as you said, in WWE. Uh, I caught up with uh, Kurt or Mr. Angle at the horror con here in Atlantic City, New Jersey. I went up to the table expecting a no, and I said, uh, now I covered this for, I'm a senior editor for thepopbreak.com, uh, so I covered it on that site. You can check it out at thepopbreak.com, full interviews there with the audio. I said, hello, Mr. Angle, Rob Crother from thepopbreak.com. Would you mind doing a short interview? Fully expecting a no. He says, well, how long of an interview would you like to do? And to me, my, I could have started <laughs> up and down i'm like he's gonna say yes so i said two minutes two minutes you know i wanted to say the right thing uh we went a little over two minutes he was fantastic he had a bunch of positive stuff to say about indie wrestling uh his new role as a backstage producer he had a lot of nice things to say about baron corbin and he was just fantastic i can't thank him enough for taking the time i was there with my father-in-law he was super nice to him they were talking about belts it was so so cool uh, a couple wrestling sites kind of took what he said and spun it and made a, a negative thing. But everything he said was very positive. He had said along the lines of uh, it was hard adjusting for him being in the backstage role as opposed to being in the ring. And it was hard for him to watch. They spun it like, oh, it's hard to 
hard for Kurt Angle to watch WWE now, or it was something like that. But uh, I, you know, I'm all about journalistic integrity, and he was fantastic. I can't thank him enough, and everything he said was very positive. So, you know, to just anyone out there, just keep trying. You get a million no's, but you never know who's going to say yes. Oh, absolutely. That's a, a lesson for me as well to keep trying and uh, getting these big interviews. But uh, thank you for giving us the, the lowdown on, on your excellent uh, kind of interaction with Kurt Angle there. That must have been a very special moment for you and one you'll never forget, I'm sure. But uh, uh, we're here to talk mostly about um, NXT, AEW, Worlds Collide. Um, but also towards the end of the show, we're going to be doing our predictions our preview of the Royal Rumble pay-per-view now that's one of the pay-per-views I look forward to every single year it gets us officially on the road to Wrestlemania it's one of them pay-per-views especially the Royal Rumble matches in particular where you have veterans come back you have surprises uh, you have people wrestle on there from NXT but uh, what does the Royal Rumble pay-per-view mean to you? I'm guessing you've seen many of them. I'm guessing you're a childhood wrestling fan. You've kind of grown up watching wrestling. You've always seen uh, Royal Rumble every January. But what does the Royal Rumble mean to you? And uh, can you give us some of your, your favourite matches or, or moments or memories from the Royal Rumble throughout the years as a wrestling fan, Rob? That's a great question. So I'm actually um, a late wrestling fan. My, my buddy, uh, Mike Vagiano, who's a big part of the show and who came up with the name, the Bob Culture Podcast, he, uh, we've been best friends since we were four. He was always watching wrestling and I was always, oh, it's fake. It's fake. I was that guy, believe it or not. It's fake. You know, the, you know, as you hear growing up and uh, not, it was not until I was in college and we were hanging out, he was watching and I was doing something on the computer and I had seen Rey Mysterio flying around the ring. And I'm like, this is awesome. And uh, Rey Mysterio obviously became my favorite. And that kind of opened the door to this, this wrestling community and world and podcasting and all that. Uh, so the Royal Rumble, as you said, is the favorite pay-per-view or event you know the match itself now we have the women's royal rumble which is even more exciting yeah and uh just the, these amazing moments like you said you see a lot of these legends come back you see a lot of returns um we, we can start you know speculating about who's going to come back or who's going to make a debut but that's the most fun part about it when you get down to the final four uh, my favorite moments would be that there's a running joke where we watch uh, pay-per-view at my buddy Matt's house, uh, the enforcer, the anti-smart on the show. And every time we watch something at his house, like even WrestleMania, like someone returns, like the Hardys return when we watch it at his <laughs> house. And Rey Mysterio came back in the Rumble. So for me, like all those moments, those are like my favorite Rumble moments. And then obviously I'd have to go back to Ray winning the Rumble in 2006, uh, the yeah. ultimate underdog. You know, that's my guy. So um, yeah, man, what are your favorite? I'm just curious, what, what are your oh, favorite? Oh, well... Well, I've got to say the Royal Rumble 92, 1992, yeah. when uh, Ric Flair won that uh, uh, amazing match. It was a star-studded Royal Rumble. There were all the big names from the WWF back then were in this Royal Rumble, from yeah. Sibs, Hulk Hogan, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Sergeant Thought, Ric Flair, The Undertaker, and so many more. It's such a fantastic uh, match and a really good show, all in all, to be honest with you. But um, it was that show that really cemented my kind of love for professional wrestling. I came across it maybe a year or so before, um, but I was watching VHS tapes from a friend. Uh, but then when I caught, when I kind of clapped eyes on, on the Royal Rumble 92, that really cemented it for me and completely hooked me from then. So the 92 Rumble has a special place in my heart. Now, which was the Rumble where you had Batista and John Cena go over the rope at the same time? Was that uh, 95 or no, 2005 or 2006? One of those. But that was a really special yeah. moment. That was a really special Rumble, purely because of the way it ended as well. And you had... 
I think it, they went over by mistake, didn't they? I think that uh, Batista was meant to have eliminated John Cena. They accidentally went over, tumbled over, touched the floor at the same time. This led all the officials coming out. And then Vince McMahon did his Vince McMahon strut out to the ring and he managed to <laughs> tour both uh, pectorals or, or uh, as he was getting into the ring. Do you remember that? And uh, he yeah. was there sitting on the floor, but that was quite a memorable moment. Uh, but uh, so many great moments when uh, Kevin Nash or Diesel came back as a legend and Booker uh, T and Goldust. I love it when the legends come back as well. But uh, I'm really looking forward to talking about this year's Royal Rumble because harking back to the 92 rumble i said it was very star-studded this year's rumble was very reminiscent of that as far as being very star-studded having all the big names on there and lots of intrigue as to what might or might not happen so i can't wait to talk to you about uh, the 2020 war rumble a little bit later on then rob but uh, we're going to kick off this show by talking about this week's nxt so uh, you've okay. caught up on this week's nxt and so have high now it was a very good show there was a lot going on and uh, NXT very rarely disappoints, to be honest with you. And uh, um, this week saw the, the grizzled young veterans defeat Undisputed Era in the first semi-final of the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic um, uh, after the grizzled young veterans hit their ticket to mayhem combo in a hard-fought match, a really good match between these two teams. Uh, thanks partly to uh, uh, an appearance from Walter and his uh, Imperium cronies uh, up in a balcony area, which kind of uh, d- distracted the wrestlers in the ring and allow Drake and Gibson to get the uh, the pinfall there, go through to the final. In the second semi-final, we had Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne. Uh, they went over Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner um, from Imperium. And another really thrilling semi-final match in the Dusty Classic. Uh, no shenanigans this time around, just excellent tag team action. So the final of the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic then, Rob, is going to see Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne go up against the grizzled young veterans. Uh, so three out of the four there from the UK scene, as you're probably aware. And this is going to take place on next week's NXT. Uh, there was a fun exchange uh, between the four wrestlers after the match when they all stood on the on the rampway and, uh, and uh, Gibson uh, gave Gave the, the bros awaits uh, a new and maybe more appropriate team name of uh, joint manipulation. Uh, so that yeah. was kind of a bit of a dig at Matt Riddle, which I thought was quite fun there. So, Rob, looking at next week's Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic final, you've got the grizzled young veterans on one side, Pete Dunn and Matt Riddle on the other. Do you have a particular favourite? Who do you think might come out on top in that match? And uh, one other quick question. Being from from uh, New Jersey, from the States, uh, do you find it difficult to understand Zach Gibson's accent? Uh, I know I do, <laughs> and I'm a fellow Brit, but as an American, do, 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 you, do you grasp the Liverpudlian accent uh, as well as I do? <laughs> I, 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 I do, um, I, and I get what you're saying, but yes, yes, I do. Uh, they're all fantastic competitors. <laughs> It's it's strange. I think someone had pointed out the the stat where you kind of have these, you know, they call them strange bedfellow tag teams or these singles competitors that are put together, whereas you have more of the natural tag team with the grizzled young veterans who I'm now more familiar with and have been very impressed with versus, you know, the huge names, the Pete Dunn and the Matt Riddles. Um, yeah. I used to be when Matt Riddle came into NXT and had the feud with Cassius Ono, I was covering um a lot of the takeover events and I was very hard on Riddle. Uh, I was not impressed with him with Cassius Ono and he has just come a long way. His strides, his matches with Adam Cole. um, He has just really won me over and um, really made me put my foot in my mouth, but he's been fantastic. Pete Dunn, the bruiser way. I mean, what, what can you say? He's fantastic on paper. 
you think these guys are going to win. You're going to have the broser weights as they call them, which is, which is incredible. <laughs> um, you, you have, like I was saying, you have these strange bedfellow tag teams like Ricochet and Aleister Black, two of yeah. my personal favorites uh, that were just kind of thrown together for the tournament and they were great together. Um, well, Samoa Joe and Finn Balor, they were the first Justy Classic uh, winners, of course, and they were thrown together a makeshift tag team. And you, that was literally the next thing I was going to yeah. say, man. Same brain, man. Great mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so it, it's on paper, it looks like it's going to be the Broser Weights. At the same time, I could see it not going that way. And then you have an automatic great feud between Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle. That I mean, come on. That, yeah, it that'd be cool. Itself. Uh, and I would like to see like the more natural tag team, the the grizzled young veterans get it. Um, you know, as we, as I always say on my show, the real winners, the fans. But um, I'm gonna go uh, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn just uh, as NXT staples, man. I'm curious your your thought. Well, I I like your other alternative scenario where uh, the grizzled young veterans win, and it could lead to a little bit of a feud between Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne. I think that would be quite a fascinating match, and uh, neither of them really have, uh, like I say, a few set up in the singles competition yet on NXT, so maybe to go up against one another could be uh, some quite interesting matches, uh, whether they're uh, both tweeners or both baby faces, or maybe one of them could turn heel, but that could be quite an interesting scenario but uh, regardless yeah. of whether that happens or not i'm going for a gyv the grizzled young veterans uh, next okay. week or at least i hope so big fan of those i've seen them live quite a few times and i'd like to see them win and uh, it would add a bit more uh, credibility to the nxt uk brand as well i suppose but uh, we'll have to see that's uh, that's next wednesday on nxt uh also, on this week's NXT, we saw Finn Balor. He quickly disposed of Joaquin Wilde. And then Shayna Baszler defeated Shotzi Blackheart. Now, I know that you're a fan of Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah. Um, you said that your, your Hulu feed didn't quite show uh, everything you wanted to see of Shotzi. But uh, how long have you been a fan of Shotzi Blackheart then? I mean, she seems to be making some inroads on uh, NXT and making a bit of a name for herself, being in a, a bit of a mini feud with Shayna Baszler. That's not a bad way to start your NXT career, really, is it? No, not at all. And, and she's like coming right out of the gate. I'm so happy for that. First of all, I didn't even know Finn fought this week. That must have been cut out of my Hulu feed. I too, reckon so. I reckon so. I saw the Shotzi <laughs> stuff and I'm like, I didn't see this. I had to find the match on YouTube this week. Big Shotzi fan. Evolve comes to the greater Brooklyn, New York area. Um, and Shotzi was uh, actually uh, another name drop here, but was going to do an interview with us. She was so nice and fantastic. This was right after she got signed to NXT. And uh, we had done an interview with an indie wrestler. We were walking over to her and the security for the venue uh, kicked us out. And I was <laughs> devastated. I'm telling my editor, I was like, she was great. She was going to do the interview. But uh, regardless, she's fantastic in the ring. I mean, oozes charisma. She's got a great um, look. A great look. Uh, I love uh, green I mean, hair. <laughs> the green hair, the look, uh, the black heart, obviously a tribute to Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, uh, yeah. big rocker. And uh, just her throwing Shayna over the rope a couple weeks ago, just a huge kind of day, not quite her debut. She debuted right before Christmas, I believe. Yeah. But what, what an entrance for her and her having this match. It was a little bit of a squash match, but uh, she did get a hit her spots. And just what a way to come out. Thrilled to see her in the picture. And, um, you know, she's a, you know, she's a lightning rod right now. It's going to go great for her in, in the match with Shayna Baszler already. I mean, come on. 
Uh, you you can't beat that. She's got a great future ahead of her. And, and uh, I, I don't know if you caught the finish to her match uh, with Shayna Baszler, but she she fought and she fought and she fought and she didn't give up to the Carafuda yes. straight away. Uh, you know, it took uh, a second go for Shayna to hook it in before Shotzi, uh, well, virtually passed out and then tapped out. Um, but so that was a really fun match. And I think that uh, they're going to push Shotzi to the moon. I, I really hope so anyway. But um, yeah. I, I just want your, your quick thoughts on Shayna because... She's been on the NXT brand for about three years now, and uh, most of us thought she was ready to go on to either you know, Raw or SmackDown well over a year ago, to be honest with you, Rob. Why do you think that move hasn't happened yet? Uh, and, and why do you think Shayna is, is still on NXT? And, you know, uh, I mean, when, when should the move happen? When do you think is going to be the right time? 2020 has to be the, the year when we see Shayna up against some fresh competition, surely. That's a fantastic question, man. Really great. Uh, so she just lost the belt. She's been there forever. So we had to have this dominant long title reign. Now, these NXT guys and gals, they love being there. You know, think they about do. the schedule. Think about the travel. She's been yeah. the face of the women's division. Heck, been the face of that brand for a long time. Mm. Shayna Baszler is unstoppable. She's part of a great faction. She's had one of the longest title reigns. Uh, Rhea Ripley getting that win, I thought, was the right call, you know, uh, same thing. We'll, I'm sure we'll talk about Keith Lee as well. I think that was the right call. But you have her now. She's not in like, you know, they kind of got rid of the rematch thing, which I'm kind of cool with. Now, now everyone's having rematches. She was kind of off TV after she lost the title. Now she's kind of back on TV, kind of like we said, giving Shotzi that that spotlight a little bit. Yeah, I think the time is very soon. And, uh, you know, not to fast forward too much, but let's be honest here. She's definitely going. I don't even want to say to the main roster because, you know, NXT, like you, is, is one of my favorites. I, yeah, I think it's more the of a sideways move nowadays, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So I don't yeah. want to say she'll get called up, but I see her making the move very soon. And let's be honest, I wouldn't be surprised to see Shayna Baszler in that Royal Rumble match as a heavy favorite. And that might so. be the move right there. Yeah, I hope so. And then we head into this week's uh, NXT main event. It was Roderick Strong defended his NXT North American Championship against Keith Lee. This was another really fun match. Uh, the, the odds, however, were heavily stacked against Lee with uh, Cole, Fish and O'Reilly uh, getting involved uh, from ringside when the referee's back was turned, of course. Uh, dastardly heels that they are. Uh, the match focused heavily on, on Strong uh, going after Keith Lee's uh, damaged left ankle. Yes. After last week's attack from the Undisputed Era, um, with, with Roddy getting the lion's share of the offense during this match, um, after, but after overcoming so much of Strong's offense, it was Keith Lee who delivered his, his uh, fireman's jackhammer. Um, I can't remember exactly what he calls it, but uh, a fireman jackhammer, I, I think, is what uh, Nigel McGuinness described it as. He hooked the leg. One, two, three, new NXT North American champion in Keith Lee. He's had an amazing last few months, especially, you know, the way that he was featured in the Survivor Series match. Everything uh, since then on NXT, the build up to this fantastic match and then the fantastic match against Roddy Strong this Wednesday on NXT. Um, so after this thrilling match, we had all four members of Imperium. They came out, they surrounded the ring uh, before getting into an all out brawl with all four members of Undisputed Era, uh, setting up their big match uh, this Saturday, tomorrow night as we speak uh, at Worlds Collide. So then... Rob, um, I don't know if this made you wince as it made me wince, but that chop from Walter that sent yeah. Adam Cole 
into stratosphere. It kind of it turned him inside out almost. Now, Rob, I have to ask you before I kind of get your thoughts on this match, how much would you have to be paid to be chops like that by Walter? Um, is, is there any money that you would be prepared to kind of say, yes, a million dollars, two million dollars, and I'll take a chop from Walter? Will you ever take a chop from Walter if the money was right? I think, you know, a two million sounds good. That sounds like <laughs> Right. I, I do it. I regret that was insane. And, and Adam oh, Cole yeah. selling it uh, was was amazing. He kind of did like a backflip just from the chop. Uh, we know how brutal those chops are from him. Uh, I, I will say this. Uh, I, I like the match between Keith Lee and Roddy Strong. Yeah. I, I had tweeted earlier that day. I think I tagged Triple H. Clearly, he saw it. No, he didn't. But uh, <laughs> my, my point being, I said, like, don't sleep on Keith Lee. Like, it's hot right now. Yeah. Pull the trigger on this. Like, we, we have the, the prophecy. Yeah. Exactly, right? Uh, we have the prophecy where the uh, UE is dripping in gold. Now I, I could see Roddy being the first one to lose it. I was like, let's do this. Let Keith Lee win tonight. I like the match. It's always tough when you have, like, a real heavyweight versus – and Roddy's a strong guy. I mean, Roddy's strong. There you go. Um, it writes itself. But – him working the leg made it more believable. That that top rope kind of um, angle slam w- was a little tough to swallow, but again, made for a great match. My big issue, though, was him getting that win was so important, was so huge. It was completely the right call. And I think he got the belt and kind of had to shuffle out of the ring and up the ramp and then Imperium and then UE, which I get, but I felt like that really took away from his moment. It's a bit uh, rushed. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I thought the same watching it. And it I, I kind of, as it was going on, I was thinking, yeah, they must be running, you know, running out of time, close to where their two-hour, uh, two-hour window they have on USA. But it all worked out in the end, and I'm sure uh, we'll get to kind of a, a, a big celebration uh, of Keith Lee um, on next week's episode, and, and we'll talk about it more later. But it wouldn't surprise me if if he features quite heavily in the War Rumble match, and I can't wait to discuss yeah. Keith Lee and the possibilities of him in the Rumble a bit later on. But uh, it was another really fun episode of NXT. You can't go wrong when you switch on the TV to watch NXT every single week, um, whether it's live or uh, whether you kind of record it and watch it back later on. But uh, well, what's your preference when it comes to NXT or AEW? Which one do you have to watch live? Which one do you watch uh, kind of uh, the following day? Do you have a preference? What's your kind of routine on a Wednesday night then, Rob? It, that's a great question. It's tough. Like, I am an NXT purist. They have been coming to this area, uh, as the greater Asbury Park uh, area here in New Jersey, for years. So I had, you know, when Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens and Finn Balor and Carmella and Bailey were all in NXT, they would come here. Uh, the Street Profits have been here forever when Nakamura was here. And we would always go to Asbury and see them and get autographs. And every year they would come through here or Tom's River. So I would see, you know, oh, now the next year Gargano's here. And each year we would see these people that are now just like these huge stars. So I've always been an NXT guy. Uh, their house shows or live events that they call them now are always super incredible. Yeah. Uh, NXT is brilliant. I feel like they do everything almost everything right and uh you know like just like putting the belt on keith lee was great i think gargano is is one of the best in the world johnny wrestling i call him johnny match of the year (laughs) Uh, he's fantastic uh super just great human by the way too really great with the fans and uh that being said AEW is just fresh and new and um 
I like a lot of what they're doing. Cody Rhodes is all about the fans. And I mean, he's the kind of guy who's just like, tell us what we're doing wrong and we'll fix it. Um, He's another really super nice guy. Um, We were at an event in Philly and uh, they were breaking down the ramps. The show was over at AEW and he just stayed while they were breaking down, shook hands, took pictures with everyone, you know, just like class act. Um, if I had to watch one live, you know, usually I, I end up watching neither of them live. I'm not around usually Wednesday nights, but it's usually NXT first because that, that's just my show. Uh, but AEW, like you said, this week was fantastic. And yeah. it's, uh, you know what they do every week? You you, you kind of see on Facebook. I think you post a lot of this, too. I do. Um, <laughs> guys like you and, and, and the, the group like the Closed Fist who are also fantastic. You, you post yeah like the match cards which i like and i almost kind of don't like it now that every week we know almost every single match like i understand you got a hype two or three but uh, it's almost like we know every single match so sometimes i look at both of those and i'm like all right which one am i going to watch first but nine times out of ten i i I have to go nxt yeah good choice good choice but uh like say if it was the other way around um you know it'd be just as good because AEW is is pumping out some really good stuff at the moment but uh yeah uh fantastic uh, episode of nxc you mentioned that you're from asbury park new jersey is that right did i hear that correctly Yes, uh, around so, so, the area, yeah, pretty so much. So the home, the home of my uh, one of my favorite all-time wrestlers, Bam Bam Bigelow. Now, I have to ask you about Bam Bam. Now, I've been kind of campaigning for Bam Bam to go into the WWE Hall of Fame for years. Um, not a very loud campaign, maybe just to myself and to my close friends. But uh, what's your thoughts on Bam Bam Bigelow? And like I say, he's one of the, the greatest big men of all time. And... Uh, you know, you just the, the aura about the man, the, the tattooed head, the, the fantastic outfit, the great moves he used to perform as a 400 pounder. Um, what's your thoughts on Bam Bam and should he be going into the Hall of Fame, my friend? Uh, really good question. So I, I wouldn't say I'm close to this, but I know people I know. So being from this area, first of all, one of one of the all time great uh, for his size, the agility. Um you know, I worked at a movie theater down the road from here. He, we would see Bam Bam. We, he, he would be uh, rooting for his kids in uh, at a softball game. You know, so we, you know, Bam Bam was like the local celebrity. Wow. And um, yeah. I, I'm involved. How do, how do I put this? I'm involved with a, a lot of the indie promotions around here, and and there are people who are related to him and know him and. The first thing that I had asked them was uh, the same thing that you asked me, like, why did you know, did they call like what's going on? Um, I, I think it's private information, so I, I don't want to get into it too much, but I will. Uh, I, I feel like it almost happened. Uh, I don't know why it hasn't happened yet. Uh, I feel like WrestleMania was just here. Uh, that was the time to do it. Um, so there's there. I guess there's. I guess maybe it almost happened. Uh, I don't really know from things I've been told, but uh, I'm shocked that it didn't. He he absolutely deserves to be. Um, and again, just being like kind of a local celebrity in our area, uh, no question, just in terms of his career alone. Uh, should definitely be in the Hall of Fame. No yeah, question. It's gotta happen. Gotta happen. Gotta. But sometimes politics gets involved and family yeah. gets involved. But exactly. uh, yeah, it's gotta happen one day. I'll be disappointed. Him and Vader, the two of the best big men wrestlers of all time, they have to be in the yeah. WWE Hall of Fame soon. And it's a shame that they, uh, you know, can't be around when it does happen. But uh, hopefully that'll happen soon. Let's have a little look at uh, Worlds Collide then, Rob. So this is taking yeah. place the night before the Royal Rumble. 
It's not a big card. It's very typical of an NXT takeover, but it's not a takeover. The first time uh, that they've done a, a card like this before a big pay-per-view and it not being a takeover. And it's a Worlds Collide. Now, they've done Worlds Collide events at uh, WWE Fan Access for WrestleMania and Royal Rumbles previously, but they're kind of been like taped uh, shows. But this time it's kind of more of a, a takeover vibe. But you, the reason why it's a Worlds Collide is because you've got superstars from NXT going up against superstars from the NXT UK. UK brand and they literally are going to be going up against one another uh, so the brands collide worlds collide it all makes sense so let's have a look at some of the matches not to go into too much detail about any of these but i just want your opinion on some of these so um DIY Johnny Gargano you've mentioned him uh, Johnny Gargano Johnny match of the year Johnny takeover uh, teaming up with Tommaso Ciampa uh, both former NXT uh, heavyweight champions reviving the DIY tag team that kind of kick-started it all for them really uh, going up against Mustache Mountain and Mustache Mountain uh, Tyler Bate Trent Seven fantastic wrestlers in their own right but they probably had more success um, as a tag team of previously NXT tag team champions NXT UK uh, no I don't know if they've been NXT UK tag team champions maybe that's something to come but certainly previously NXT champions uh, tag team champions now they're going up against one another this is going to be a really fun match the reformation of DIY going up against Mustache Mountain give us your thoughts on this one buddy and, and can you pick a winner um, let me say this. If this was the only match on the card, give this match an hour. I mean, this oh, is worth the I'd price. I'd be happy of, for sure, yeah. I mean, this is worth the price of admission or the WWE Network, however you want to say it. Uh, this is a dream match. Mustache Mountain, fantastic. I mean, you can't say enough great things about Tyler Bate and what he's able to do as far as his size, his strength, his agility. Uh, I'm a huge Gargano guy, as I said earlier, yeah. Mr. Year. Um, the guy just his not just his in-ring work, but his psychology is fantastic. The tandem offense between both teams is going to be off the charts. Uh, I'm always excited to see Ciampa and Gargano in the ring together because, I mean, their chemistry is amazing, whether they're facing each other, whether they're teaming up together. I wouldn't be surprised if, if there was some sort of turn. I wouldn't even mind it because what a great storyline that was. The fact that they can kind of reunite and, and you know, feud and all that different stuff. I can't say enough great things about both teams. Uh, possible match of the year contender. I'm saying it mm, now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mustache Mountain had some great tag team matches with uh, Undisputed Era going back a couple of years ago when they were feuding over the tag team titles in NXT. So, yeah, match of the year contender. It could well be. I'm expecting some sort of storyline to come out of this match. I mean, we never quite had the conclusion we were all after between Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, did we? We was expecting that big WrestleMania weekend uh, blow-off match that didn't take place due to Tommaso's uh, neck surgery. That should have been uh, almost a year ago, or uh, WrestleMania last year. So it'll be interesting to see how they gel together, whether the, the dynamics between the two uh, two individuals are still there. Um, it's going to be a tough one to call. I, I can't really pick a winner, to be honest with you. I think my, my heart probably tells me Mustache Mountain because they're a UK team and I've seen a lot of Trent Seven and Tyler Bate in the flesh. Um, uh, but my head probably tells me that it could go to Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, just that feel-good factor, that feel-good moment uh, to have the you know, DIY back together and a win under their belts on a big show um so yeah i'm, I'm gonna go for diy I, I won't mind at all if i'm wrong on this occasion though but so that's gonna be a great match um I'll, let's have I'll, a look I'll, at, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. I never. I never gave you my pick. I was so excited oh. about this match. <laughs> um, I, I got to go DIY as well. And I'll say this: uh, something you guys may have noticed, but like over the past six months, eight months, you notice Gargano has not been in a lot of matches outside of those three mm-hmm. matches with Adam Cole. He was here at a signing recently, and then there was a NXT event here in Asbury Park. He did the signing the day before, did not perform at the event. This is when he was a NXT champion. Uh, I think he, I mean, he just came back from an injury, but I think he's beat up. I think he's hurt. They haven't really gone into detail about any of his injuries, but if you notice, Gargano has not been wrestling every week. He has probably had, what, less than 10 matches on TV this year? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're this absolutely year. spot on. And I, I think it's going back probably the last four, five, six months that we haven't seen an awful lot of him, certainly since uh, he was taken out during Finn Balor's heel turn we haven't really seen a lot since then and that happened what four or five months ago and there were rumors that he was possibly suffering from a neck injury might have to have uh, surgery I think he's he's evaded having uh, neck surgery so he's kind of just rehabbed uh, back to recovery but um, I agree with you I think there's some sort of something more serious underlying um, because otherwise we might have seen him in more more matches than we have now they've already announced Johnny Gargano against Finn Balor for TakeOver Portland on February the 16th now that's going to be an awesome match that's going to be an amazing match so I think they're kind of using this tag match on Saturday night as a little bit of a um, you know to shake off the ring rust maybe getting ready for 